goddess. I am I, the dark, dark goddess. Wolf with blood dripping from her gums. Warrior. Shape shifting into the crow. Watching you from a tree. Sovereignty of self. Sovereignty of spirit. Sovereignty of body. The dark goddess encourages the feminine to use her sexuality as power. Binding ritual can strip masculine of the ego, forcing them to cower. Do please drop to the knees and worship thy mother. Suck the sweet nectar from her juicy inner thigh. Kiss the mother's feet. Feed from the nipple that nourishes life. See patriarchy, Greek mythology, and Christianity. Banned the feminine gods to the earth and the underworld where they gracefully painted the male gods in the sky. The underworld is blamed on the feminine. We cast out the feminine for creating famine, poverty, illness, Suffering, drama, trauma, all placed on the backs and the curves of the feminine flow. But the dark goddess knows there is no good or bad, heaven and hell. What a fucking myth. (laughs) The underworld is a reflection of the collective's wounds and the dark goddess. The dark goddess is the cycle, the regeneration. The feminine dies multiple times. First she comes as the baby, then the maiden, then the mother, then the crone, and the crone. The wise one, the crone. See, she takes mere mortals into the shadows. Don't look away, mortals. Don't stray. Come here. Come here. The scariest thing about the shadow is the mystery of our imagination. What could be? What could be? when we hold the hands of the wise crone, we see the darkness is our growth. The darkness is our confession. In the darkness we heal and we are reborn. I am the dark mother. I am the shadow. I am the shadow. Do you see me? Can you see me? in your reflection.
I'm an insane sexual shadow witch and my name is Lacey Free and I'm the fucking host of Horpod. Welcome to Horapod, the Dark Goddess Edition, the Dark Mother Edition. Just so you know, Dark Mother and Dark Goddess mean the same thing. Sometimes I just like to honor that she's a dark goddess, and sometimes I like to honor the mother aspect. So I use both words. We have made the Dark Goddess into this idea of evil. Patriarchy has banned the dark mother to the underworld in hopes that she will submit, in hopes that she won't feel so much of her power. See, the dark goddess knows that her sex is powerful. The dark goddess is not afraid of her own fucking emotions. She will rage in her grief. She will scream. She will cry. She will break things. She is a fierce protector. She represents sovereignty. Freedom. And she finds freedom in her own pleasure. In her own joy. The myth of Christianity cannot exist alongside the archetype of the dark goddess. Why? Because Christianity controls humans, mortals, false gods. Christianity controls them by telling them there is such thing as duality, good, bad, heaven and hell and the dark goddess represents all both see christianity and many other religions are under the notion of heaven and hell and that you have to be good pay money submit to authority because you die And when you die, the authority decides if you go to heaven or hell. And the dark goddess is heaven, and she is hell. And she shows us that heaven and hell are a reflection of each one of us. That heaven and hell also live in our imagination, in our creation. Are we creating hell or heaven? And 
the dark goddess also knows that sometimes we don't create the darkness, but that we have to sit in it. Sit in it and feel it. We have to let it overcome our bodies. We have to listen to the pain of our souls and the souls that came before. The dark goddess does not spiritually bypass. The dark goddess feels with every inch within her. Just a reminder that the dark goddess is a feminine energy that can be in any gender or any body. Any physical body can invoke the dark goddess. Typically when the world is on fire and there's outrageous storms or civil unrest or famine, the dark goddess is invoked because although religions have wanted to cast her into some sort of underworld or lock her in a closet of her own emotion, she comes during the death and rebirth. She represents the void space of dying and being born again. Another reason Christianity can't really exist alongside the archetype of the dark goddess is because Christianity teaches of one life. One life. Do your best now. Struggle. Grind. Beat the fuck out of yourself. Feel guilty. Shame. Fear the Lord. The dark goddess tells you that your life never stops. The dark goddess embodies regeneration. She comes as the baby and then transforms into the maiden, which transforms into the mother, which transforms into the crone, the wise one, which then transforms into the void, into death, dark energy, to be born again. But even as the feminine or the dark goddess lives, they shed life. If you're a person with your period, you see that your body sheds life once a month or once every few months. If you're a body that doesn't have a period, you can feel that shedding within the womb space by invoking the dark goddess within your own womb. To control people, an amazing way to control people or to control the masses is to have them fear the end, to fear the shadows, what's under the rock. But the scariest part about that is literally our mystery in it, our imagination in it. You know, like, have you ever noticed if you're a person like me who suffers from anxiety from time to time? My imagination is usually way fucking worse than what's happening on the physical realm. The shadows always teach us how to grow, how to level up. They show us a deeper part of our inner being. But I feel like there's big world religions and that these world religions work in tandem with the matrix. Uh, 
Yes, the matrix. We're talking about it again. Because right now there is a spiritual warfare happening and the matrix is losing. Every time the gods wakes up, the matrix starts losing. And the matrix isn't necessarily bad or evil either, but it's a program. And it's a program to keep the gods asleep. And when I say gods, just a friendly reminder, it means autonomous being. I just read in a book that the word gods or god literally mean, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was just reading when I woke up this morning from a random book. I use books as oracles, just pick a page and start reading. And in this book, it said the word God means creative nature beings. Okay, well, in the book I was reading, it says originally the word God meant creative nature beings. But if you Google it or go to the Webster's Dictionary now, it just says that God is the creator or ruler of the universe and all moral authority, the supreme being. I say fuck that. I really like the idea of gods being creative nature beings instead. Because that's what I feel like we are. I feel like that's what gods are. They just can create within the nature of our existence right now creating their own reality, autonomous beings. Now, the matrix is very interesting when it comes to this idea of the archetype of the dark goddess. Because the dark goddess is really connected to the mother wound. The mother wound is our relationship as gods or as mortals, whatever you choose to be. The mother wound is our relationship to the feminine, meaning the relationship to the feminine within our own body, no matter what gender we are. The relationship to the feminine externally, how we see other feminines, And by banishing the dark goddess, religion taught us and society and culture has taught us to hate the feminine that shows in any and all people. I remember even being little and seeing boys be made fun of, like little boys in the playground who said they were boys, felt like boys, but would swing I remember I had this little boy friend when I was in the third grade and he would swing with me and we would hold hands and people would call him gay (laughs) and he was a little third grader and they were so mean to him and I think it's because with me he was freer to be more feminine and we could be feminine together even when we're like very little people we're taught to hate the feminine in others and I think that stems from banishing the dark goddess which also stems from the mother wound 
by banishing the dark goddess, we have banished authentic emotions in the feminine. We've banished the sacred rage and the divine sexuality. Religion has told us to be feminine is a sin. And that causes internal conflict with our relationship to the mother, the mother within our body, the mother earth, the mother we have on the physical realm, like our literal biological mother. This has caused sort of like an internal conflict within the physical self and the energy body by banishing the dark goddess. We've publicly banished the dark goddess, in turn sending the messaging to anyone who is feminine that to feel is wrong, that to have sexual pleasure is a sin, that even your menstrual cycle is because of Eve biting a fucking apple. But we can reprogram this. To reprogram the mother wound is to reprogram and invoke the energy of the dark goddess. The dark goddess isn't actually dark. Where sometimes she is. But you have to be in the presence of dark to see your light. The matrix is a program that is forcing gods or trying to force gods to submit to the simulation. Now, matrix, I love words and words are spells and they teach us so much about the magic behind the word. The English word matrix comes from the same word in Latin meaning womb, which in turn comes from the matter meaning mother, ma, matrix. We've built an artificial, not we, the simulation, the matrix. I may be saying this wrong, so (laughs) buckle up, babies. The matrix, the simulation, comes from the word mother. So we banished the dark goddess and replaced her with the matrix where we submit to the artificial will of the matrix. We have banned the dark goddess who does not submit, who feels and moves and dances and shakes and bleeds and fights freely for the sake of all humanity, for the sake of all magic beings. We banished her or the matrix or the simulation banished her for this false mother, the Ma Matrix. And we have now submitted to the artificial will of this matrix. And then the matrix also has us believing that the darkness is bad. We have to go into the shadows for our own self-discovery, for our own growth. The matrix has put this weird pressure, the matrix, religion, whatever you want to call it. We've made this simulation the mother while disrespecting 
the earth mother, while disrespecting the physical mother, while disrespecting the feminine within our bodies. When the maiden transitions into the mother energy, she can no longer be a pleaser. And the matrix thrives when women become pleasers, when the feminine become pleasers, when we smile and nod politely. But to to be a part of birth, the mother can no longer be the pleaser. The maiden learns to be the pleaser. She's very sexual and thriving on the energy of others. And in that, she can learn to please to get what she wants. She can learn to please to avoid conflict. She can learn to please to become more popular. We're so scared of not being popular, being liked by everyone. There's this weird notion that the feminine must be liked. But when the maiden transitions into the mother, she can no longer be the pleaser. She has to tap so deep into her own spiritual sovereignty and her own sovereignty of self to be able to physically birth, to be able to physically open this portal. And it feels to me like the matrix, the simulation, religion, society, culture has done a disservice to the feminine by not teaching women the sovereignty of their own bodies, the sovereignty of their own spirit. And we don't mentally or physically or spiritually prepare or protect women when they're opening a portal. They're going so deep into the veil of the dark goddess, that veil meaning death and birth. They're so close to each other. When women give birth, they open up this portal, but they can only open up the portal if on a subconscious level and sometimes conscious, on a subconscious level, if they can tap in to letting the part of them that was the pleaser die. It does not work well when you're going into labor and if you're trying to please the people around you. This sounds like a little thing, but it's a huge thing in birth. I've seen the most complicated births as a birth doula from the women who felt like they had to please or take care or be of service of everyone in the room. I've seen women with the head coming out of the portal And they're still like asking their partner, are you okay? Asking their mom, are you okay? Do you you need anything? And it's like, bitch, a life is coming out of you right now, a portal. You don't have to worry about pleasing everyone right now. Flow, rushing river. I think of birth as like flow, rushing river. I think of creativity as flow, rushing river. Um, I think of feminine energy is flow rushing river a river isn't trying to please the rocks around it it goes over it goes under it carves a new way it's sovereignty and i have personal grief about the moms that aren't taught about their personal sovereignty 
and their personal voice or their spiritual sovereignty before they go to that veil of life and death. They access this this spiritual veil in order to give birth. And I feel like we, as a community, as a culture, act like birth is just no biggie. Go back to work in six weeks. Get your nanny lined up. When, when you're actually accessing a portal that can bring darkness and light. When a mother gives birth, she has to prepare for parts of her body dying, parts of herself dying. Truly, when a mother gives birth, she has to go into labor knowing that she might die or that death is possible and that birth will come out of it too. That when she dies, when she allows parts of herself to die, new parts of her will be born. When mother energy or father energy manifests in reality, as beings, we see parts of ourselves that did never existed before. New parts of us are born if we can stay awake in it. Another aspect of this is extreme grief can come up when that dark portal is opened, that dark slash light portal. But really, if we're talking about the physical vagina, the dark, that is a very dark portal. And the womb space holds cellular trauma. The hips and the womb space can hold on to sexual grief, sexual trauma, even if we haven't been sexually traumatized directly. Sometimes the feminine parts of ourselves can hold sexual trauma in our hips. And you might notice if you have really tight tight hips or if you can't do crisscross applesauce, you might want to dig deeper into your own hips, massage them, rub them, the lower back, the upper butt, the tailbone. This, this area, the sides of the hips, this area holds stored emotion and old trauma and sexual energy. It's the root the root chakra. As a community, we don't support mamas with their own sexual power and their own sexual trauma before they go into it, to opening this portal. And this is, I'm speaking very generalized, so please forgive me. There are many mamas who do the healing work their own life and are totally tapped into it. And they open that portal like it's their God-given superpower, which it is. Um, and this is also no judgment on the moms who, um, who have a lot of stored trauma in their hips. On a personal level, I like to think, oh, I would have a beautiful, simple birth. But that doesn't resonate. Um, because of I have so much sexual trauma, there's been so much wounding in my own hips. And the mother wound can manifest itself in our sexual organs, like our ovaries, our pituitary. I have PCOS. And on a spiritual level, I believe when I have PCOS, 
it's connected to my pituitary gland, my third eye. And when I've asked my guides, why do I have PCOS? Now, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And when I've asked them, why do I have PCOS? It's said that my pituitary gland, my third eye, sent a message to my ovaries that it wasn't safe for me to have a child in this realm right now. I hope that isn't always true. I hope that was like the timeline I was on and that I may have a child someday, but I also know that I may not. I do carry a lot of generational sexual trauma in my hips, and I carry sexual trauma that's happened to me directly in this life in my hips. Now I work on it. I do hip openers, yoga hip openers. I take in a lot of roots for my root chakra, like ginger root is really healing for the womb space. It warms up the womb space. I love burdock root. It detoxifies the liver and I feel like it helps with hormones by detoxifying the liver, by healing hormones. It helps our fertility. To me, it feels like this this energy of the mother wound is really connected to our own fertility. So if we have a lot of pain with our own mother, and this is just sometimes, it's not everybody, but if we have a lot of pain and internal grief with our own mother, that might manifest as endometriosis, PCOS, and other um, hormonal imbalances that are, affect our fertility directly. On a spiritual and metaphysical level, I feel like it's because we look out to the feminine and we don't feel safe with the feminine that's raised us. In turn, it makes us not trust our own feminine. When we don't trust our own feminine, we um, can start on a metaphysical level shifting our own hormones. For example, people with PCOS usually have high levels of testosterone. And so progesterone will lower, and progesterone's a feminine hormone, even though we all have masculine and feminine hormones. That's why I know the divine feminine lives in all of us, and the divine masculine lives in all of us. And it's really about balancing the two. On a metaphysical level, I'm not a doctor, remember, On a metaphysical level, and you should never listen to me, just trust yourself. On a metaphysical level, the mother wound can create stagnation. The mother wound can make us really afraid of the dark feminine. Like if we've had pain with our own mother, pain with the feminine in general, we might be more um, hyper aware of other feminine sexuality and we might get a little agitated or irritated around it. We might be more of a people pleaser. Some signs of the mother wound can be having the judge that lives inside of you. So the judge, if you have a judge and jury that live inside of you, they're constantly like, you're good, you're bad, I'm good, I'm bad and just criticizing everyone around them. It's kind of like an unhealed Virgo energy. 
constantly analyzing, constantly critical. This very much comes from the energy of the mother wound. Another way is um, you might feel like you can't trust your own intentions or the intentions of others, particularly when they're based out of love or kindness. So when soft feminine energy comes in and it makes not all the time because you should always listen to your intuition but it's kind of the energy of not allowing soft kindness or joy or nurturing people who are really triggered by authentic nurturing might have the mother wound people who like get really scared or repulsed by hugging there might be some mother wounding in the physical or energetic realm if you don't feel connected to your own personal identity and purpose, this may be connected to the mother wound. If I'm doing a session or a reading with someone and they're really frantically like, I don't know my purpose, I don't know my purpose. And they're also asking me questions about their own identity. I start asking questions of how they see themselves as feminine, no matter what who they are. And how, what their relationship was like with their mother. Because being disconnected from our purpose, it's like being disconnected from source. And the mother energy is source energy. I feel like we've all been programmed in ways to have this mother wound by declaring that the dark goddess is evil. So in ways, it's made some of our mothers be more people pleaser, feel like they can't have their authentic, real emotions. And when we stuff our authentic, real emotions down in our body, it clogs our system. It creates disease. It blocks the energy field. For example, like my grandma, I feel like she was taught that not to be negative, to always look on the bright side not to have emotion, not to cry. One of her biggest sayings was, don't dwell in the past, don't dwell in the past. All of that energy is fine on the surface, but then what it creates is this giant disconnect from her own authentic emotion. And then when there's a giant disconnect from her own authentic emotion, then how can she truly connect with her children? How can she truly connect with other or love? There's such a huge wall and there's no allowance of true vulnerability. Vulnerability, I feel like we have this idea that vulnerability is this sweet softness we should lean into. Vulnerability can be a a tornado. (laughs) Vulnerability can be a lightning storm. Vulnerability can be the rage. It can be the emotion. It could be allowing our cheeks to flood red. It could be crying. It could be screaming. It could be saying, hey, I don't think anyone loves me or I don't feel like I'm good enough for love or it can be our guilt coming to the surface. The other thing with the mother wound is they're taught that they must be perfect See, the dark goddess is imperfect and she does not submit. And religion, patriarchy, whatever you want to call it, this false idea of perfection in their physical appearance 
in the way they treat and raise their children. This false idea of perfection and how they speak, how they act, how they feel. So then when a woman or a mother or a femme starts to feel like, or even, you know, or even a hyper-masculine man, because we've banned or banished the feminine to the underworld, even masculine men, it's not safe for them to tap into their feminine flow or their emotion or their tears. And when, especially when mothers do it, when mothers do it, it's seen as toxic. We don't hold a lot of space for moms to grieve, for them to grieve their own lives. We don't hold a lot of space for moms to say, hey, being a mom can fucking suck some days. We don't hold space for moms to want to have sex and their own sexual power. This can create this sense of the judge within them. And then sometimes when these emotions are being stuffed down, they may have more of a tendency to drink or do drugs or have really unhealthy boundaries. So this is a little woo and I don't know if I'm making sense. So I'm sorry. But sometimes I feel like we don't give space for the mother to feel. And then she has to find secret alternative methods to feeling. For my grandma, it was obsessively cleaning the house. For some women, it's sneaking bottles of wine or becoming obsessed with their physical appearance or becoming addicted to pills. And this sounds like I'm hating on the feminine and the mothers, and I am not. It is not their fault. And I am not a mother. I've taken care of a lot of babies. I've had some miscarriages in my life. But I am not a mother. So I don't know this pain. But I feel like part of who I am is a healer of the mother wound within me. I feel like my higher self chose this avatar to better understand the mother wound within me. So when mothers can't flow alternative methods of feeling come in or that's just one example so sometimes drugs or alcohol or obsessive compulsive behaviors another is hyper anxiety of their kids well-being because all of this fucking pressure is placed on the archetype of the mother when i really think us as communities should be holding safe space for the mothers and their children it takes It's corny saying, but it takes a village to raise a child. And I feel like we just turn our backs on our neighbors. We turn our backs on the kids around us. To the point that we get scared of an adult who even wants to like be a role model for kids or spend time with kids in the community. It's become this disturbed, gross thing. And not that that doesn't exist. That's very real. And we should always trust our feminine intuition but what if there was a place where community held space to raise the children around us I think the closest thing we have to that is public school and I don't think it's working that well for us especially in times of COVID and then more pressure just gets put on the woman right after she gives birth it's like are you skinny 
Are you skinny yet? Are you beautiful? Do you love your kids? Let's post this pic on Instagram. I've been a birth doula and I've been a postpartum doula and I have sat with many women who are crying and said, why did I do this? This isn't what I thought a mom was going to be. And we don't hold space for the fact that after a mother gives birth, her body has not fully physically and hormonally recovered till a year after that birth. Longer if she's breastfeeding after a year. And where is her comfort? Where is she being held? A lot of mamas don't have grandmas and aunts and cousins to hold this space for them. And we don't normalize postpartum doulas in society. So how do we heal this mother wound? How do we heal it within our own body? And how do we heal it within our communities? How do we hold space for the mom who says, I don't really want to be a mom? Or the mom who yells at her kids? Or the mom who drinks lots of wine after work and is sick of helping her child with homework or the Zoom classroom? How do we hold space for that? I don't know. I think we need to be there for our friends more. I think we need to stop assuming every mom is this cheery, angelic people pleaser who was born to be a mom. I think it's part of patriarchy that we've deemed every woman as a nurturing mother. Some women do not want to be mothers. Some women become mothers by accident. And some women hate the role of mother because it's a very hard role from what I can see. It's a very selfless role in a lot of ways. But I think we could change the identity of mother and lend hands so that it's not so selfless. But I don't think we can come together as a community and do that until we heal the mother wound within. And a way of doing that is honoring the feminine within us. No matter what our energies are, allowing ourselves to feel to be creative, to be angry, to tap into our sacred rage, to be honest about our anger towards our mothers, to be honest about our anger towards the people who didn't give our mom another option. A lot of times we don't talk about how moms don't actually have a lot of options and they're doing their best and sometimes their best creates wounding. I love to work with herbs for the mother and a great way of connecting just to the feminine flow is connecting to the earth energy, going outside, grounding barefoot, touching the ground with the palms of our hands, breathing fresh air, working up a sweat. The herb that shows up for the mother wound is motherwort. Motherwort is a healer of the heart, the metaphysical heart and the, and the physical heart, the cardiovascular system. If someone is having heart palpitations or high blood pressure or high heart rate, 
herbalists use motherwort to lower the heart rate, to lower blood pressure. And what's really interesting is pain in the heart chakra, so grief. The mother wound is a real package of grief, of pain, of tears built up in our heart chakra. So even just allowing ourselves to bawl, to wail, especially if you can wail with feminines. Sorry, I'm not saying wails, wailing. I don't know if I've talked about this on Horopod yet, but the first time I went to a witch's circle where we wailed in a circle, it was revolutionary in my world. And a wailing circle is when women come together, hold hands in a circle, hold each other's bodies in the circle, and scream and cry. They do this to release the collective feminine pain. They emotionally release it from their body, which helps heal some of this collective grief mother helps the blood flow so by helping ease the pain of the heart it helps our periods flow people with pcos might not have their period consistently or people who don't have pcos but just haven't had their period when our period gets backed up there's stagnation in the womb space. I believe when there's stagnation in the womb space, there's grief in the heart. Um, so motherwort helps bring healing to some of that grief. And they call it motherwort, the witch's Xanax. It's super fucking good for anxiety. It can even bring up some like laughing or giggling or crying. It just gets some of those stored emotions out. It loosens up the stored emotions, allowing blood flow. So it's amazing to get... Like, if you don't feel like you're bleeding enough on your period, you can do motherwort tea or tincture during your period, and it will help more flow come out. Simultaneously, on a spiritual level, it's helping heal that mother wound. You can take motherwort as in ceremony, as magic, to heal the grief of the feminine, to bring healing to you and your mother, to bring healing to you and the earth. To bring healing to you as the mother. I said, I feel like I'm a little scared about how I talked about the mother in this. Because even how I spoke of my grandmother, I'm not blaming my grandmother. I'm not blaming the mother. I think the mother is is the god. The goddess. The embodiment of the dark goddess. She is the shadow and the light, but we have placed this insane pressure on her of perfection, of beauty. And motherwort can be used in ceremony to show our anger, to speak our anger out loud, and then to forgive. I don't believe we can forgive until we can actually be angry about what happened. Or maybe not even angry, maybe sad about what happened or have grief around what happened. But I think a lot of religion tells us to stuff down the emotion and forgive. A healer of the mother wound is to feel the emotion. Feel it so fully 
And then once you're done feeling it, connect to the mother earth, the mother wound, and forgive yourself. You don't even have to forgive your actual mom unless it's organic and that's what comes up for you. Some of us carry this guilt, the mother guilt, because this weird pressure is put on mothers, even if we're not mothers. I feel like I have guilt because sometimes I just want to stay in the maiden energy. And even though I don't have physical children in this realm, I have a lot of people who want me to take care of them emotionally, spiritually, energetically. And I like run away from the mother role sometimes. I step into it and I step out of it. I step into it and step out of it. And I think a lot of us do that. And some of us carry this this guilt of the mother wound. Motherwort herb is an amazing antioxidant. And it, it so it, because it's an antioxidant, it helps our cells from damage. Antioxidants on a metaphysical and spiritual level help heal the damage from cellular memory. So if we're carrying ancestral trauma, generational trauma, it can oxidize the cells. Motherwort can just be used in general heart health because it has flavonoids. Motherwort is used in a lot of um, postpartum care. It can help with postpartum blood loss. It can relieve anxiety or help. I don't want to say relieve, but it can be it can be a helpful tool in lowering risks of depression and anxiety. It's known that motherwort can decrease inflammation. That's another way that it helps heal the mother wound, motherwort, because when we have anger towards the mother, in turn that just makes us have anger towards our own feminine, which inflames our body. So if we have like IBS or just like we notice that our knees or feet get inflamed or our hands that's just telling us that there's some internal inflammation on a metaphysical level it feels like internal inflammation is connected to irritation to being inflamed to having unresolved anger and the mother wart can be a healer for that inflammation there hasn't been an, a lot of research on mother wart so you have to trust your own physical body. You have to trust your own self. Motherwort helps purify the soul. So sometimes when we have wounding with the the mother, it can it can cause this darkness within us, this this like block where we don't believe that the feminine can be pure. We start labeling the feminine as bad because our mother was bad you see it I see it in masculines a lot like I've dated a few guys who are like you're like my mother and it's this this thing that the feminine can't be pure because of your mother wound and so the mother wart literally like brings purity to the cells and to the blood and in magic and ritual it can help purify this wounding around the feminine in magic, mother war attracts good luck, fortune, and it removes unwanted people. Another way to heal the mother wound is to invoke the dark goddess within. The parts of us that are 
unapologetically full of rage. The parts of us that are the wolf, the warrior, the parts of us that bleed, that scream, that cry, that die to be reborn. When we allow ourselves to die, when we attend our own funeral, to be reborn, to regenerate, we are embarking on the cycle of Mother Earth and the cycle of the goddess. Thank you all for being a part of Horpod. Thank you for honoring the maiden mother and the crone within you. Motherwort can be taken as a tea or a tincture. It's bitter as fuck. So if you drink it as a tea, I do it in really high doses. Check with your doctor. Check with your body. Check with the dark goddess. Just remember, I am not a doctor, just a Virgo who gives unsolicited advice always. But I think it's hilarious that the motherwort tea is is so, so bitter. And it's the healer of the mother wound because we have this idea that the mother is bitter, angry, stuffed up. So it's a healer of that, but first we have to drink our own bitterness to feel the relief. Does that make sense? So you can drink the bitterness of loose leaf motherwort. I would let it steep as long as you can and let let it be loose leaf. Or you can use it in tincture form. For me to get my period, I do it three days before my period is supposed to come. I do the tincture the whole time I'm on the period and three days after but beware it can create a lot of heavy bleeding so um it's great for people who don't already have a heavy flow it might be too heavy for people who have a heavy flow but you trust your own body hold the herb and if you don't want to take it internally you can do other magic with it hold it ask it talk to it and feel it within the vibration of your body feel the vibration of the beautiful magic of the mother. I hope you honor the dark goddess within. I hope you honor the maiden, the mother, the crone within. I love you all. Bye. guys for listening to horror pod if you want to book a reading with me you can go to my website lacyfree.com 
or follow me on Instagram at Lacey is free for more of my poetry and I'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs. If you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers or you want to do a healing session with me, LaceyFree.com is a great place for that. If you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic, about magical beings, about trauma, or just share your art, poems, we have a Facebook page. Horpod has a Facebook page. Just search Horpod on Facebook and join the group and be friends with people. Share some of your shit. And I'm also on Twitter, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Twitter scares me, guys. But you can follow Horpod at Horpod on Twitter. I love you, and I'm sending you all sacred fucking rage. In love.